Hello and welcome to Season 3, Episode 20 of Stay at Homer, the podcast where two British men uh, re-watch and review every episode of The Simpsons from the start. Tim Tockett is about to speak. Andrew Lowe has just spoken. And today we've reached Season 5, Episode 7 of The Simpsons, which is called Bart's Inner Child. Now, this is an episode which celebrates, you know, creativity, spontaneity, free expression, isn't it? Hedonistic yeah. abandon. Um yeah. So I just wanted to check. Do you, do you still feel like like doing this, Tim? Are you okay with doing it? Or you know, would you rather just go and I don't know, lock yourself in your study and watch Columbo or something? I don't feel like it. Let's leave it then. No. <laughs> Let's knock it on the head. See you next week, everyone. <laughs> well, I think there's a serious message in this episode. There is. I think it's a really good episode, and there's a really yeah. interesting philosophical message in the, in the center of it isn't there there is absolutely i think there's lots mm. of good stuff in it um yeah. uh, we'll, we'll go through it of course as always beat by beat so this is episode 88 of stay at homer season three episode 20 so <laughs> so we may be ready for our arbitrary switch to the next season soon because uh, <laughs> we've kept it really consistent season one had 50 episodes season two had 18 right. <laughs> so that's nice and uh, <laughs> that's nice and logical but I just wanted to say that whoever you are, uh, thanks for listening. You know, keep listening. Yes, thank you. Tell somebody else about it. Are we going to go through anything that's happening in current affairs? What's been going on in the news, Tim? I know you don't follow the news. Well, I'm just you? having a look. Apparently, there was a bow and arrow attack in Norway, mm. which is um, quite old school, isn't it? Um, William Shatner's gone into space, hasn't he? <laughs> he went. He went into space for ten minutes, which hardly seems worth it. Does it? <laughs> Someone said to me. Right, you're going to go to space. How long? Ten minutes. Forget it. You know. Great headline, though. William Shatner's gone into space. Um, yeah. I'm so glad you're the one who broke it to me because, as you know, I don't read the news, so that's the first I've heard of it. But it's courtesy Fantastic. of um, Amazon Baldy Bigwig, isn't it? As the tabloids call him. Jeff Bezos, yeah. Dr. Evil. Yeah, he's, yeah. yeah. I like that when he came back, William Shatner, he said this. He said, everybody in the world needs to do this. So I assume he means going to space with Jeff Bezos. Yeah. Um, so to me, that feels like it's an offer. It's just generous. <laughs> Jeff Bezos <laughs> has agreed that everybody in the world can go into space with him for ten minutes. Yeah. <laughs> that's I, that's I, a lot. Of, that's a big commitment, isn't it? It is. That's very nice of him. I think. Yeah. He's starting on the surnames like the A's next week. Mm-hmm. And he's going to work through everybody in the world. <laughs> he's going to be really sick of people by about. 2000, the 2000th person. <laughs> again, yeah, get in the spacecraft. Come on, we've got 800 people to get through today. But it's good to know that William Shatner, uh, a 90 year old man, has had his 10 minutes in space. Yeah, he deserves it more than anyone. That's um, it, pretty much. That's the news, I think. The news is right. bone arrows in Norway. Um, I don't mm. mean to be flippant about that. Just occurs No, that's me. awful. Yeah, William Shatner in space. Um, before we get into the episode, email us at stayathomeapod at gmail.com. Uh, tweet us at Stay at Home Pod. Um, log on to our AOL homepage, stayathomepod.com. I don't know. Right. Okay. Let's, let's crack on. Yeah. And there's a nice foreshadowing because w- watching it again, yeah. you realise there's quite a bit of foreshadowing in this because it starts with Bart making faces at Lisa. Oh, but, yeah. Um, St- immediately, one of my favourite moments. <laughs> yeah. Because Marge says, uh, Homer, tell them off. And it yeah. cuts to Homer. Yeah, he's pulling faces at the uh, the animals, isn't he? At the dog and the cat. Just going... Doing exactly the same thing. Yeah, yeah stupid animals. 
But I think this is one of the joys, joys of this episode is that we've described Homer before as being like a sort of a dog kind of yeah. himself and, and childlike. And um, yeah, it really, it really comes home this episode. That's what's so appealing about Homer, isn't it? That he absolutely he, he yeah. is in touch with his inner child, which is kind of what the episode is about. <laughs> it, it's straight in with the theme, isn't it? About, yeah, doing what you want and, you know, discipline and, you know, all those things. Yeah. But I, lo- I love the I love the look on the pets' faces though. They're utterly yeah. baffled by this more. Yeah, yeah, there's a lovely slight <laughs> quick cut of their faces going, what the fuck's he doing? Yeah, why is he why is so, he going bleh, his, his intellect is lower than the than the pets for sure. But um, <laughs> But then we cut to him reading the, the newspaper and he's looking in the free column. He's quite quite tempted by the sixty used mattresses from a men's shelter. Yeah, well <laughs> they come back later. They do. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, Marge. He lowers the paper to show a sort of disapproving look on Marge's face. She's like, "Why are you always yeah. looking in there?" And then we get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna hand this to you. One of the great Homer deliveries, I think, of when he discovers an exciting object. He sort of like his brain goes into a kind of like sort of short circuits, isn't it? When he sees it, um, and it's like a free because he's always on the lookout for free things, whether it's solid mattresses or whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> but here his brain goes into it. He goes trampoline, trampoline. <laughs> he can't say the word properly. Trampoline. Um, There's something so satisfying about that, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. He's sort of so excited, he just can't say the word. Yeah. Uh, and he shoots up. He, he shoots off out of the house. And I love Marge's yeah. line where she says, "Please don't bring home any more old crotches." <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. So he get, yeah. he's so excited that he's knocking over cars, isn't he, and garbage cans to get there. He thinks everyone's on their way, which they're yeah. not, but he, he thinks that the whole of Springfield's descending on this. And then he gets to the door and he pushes the doorbell and gets squirted in the face, which yeah. ought to be a clue as to who it is, but it's a nice reveal. <laughs> yeah, I like that he's, he doesn't go, oh, I won't do that again. You know, he's got, got squirted in the face. He just keeps doing it. And then in the end, he's just really enjoying it. Like he's sort of getting a head shower or something. I know, it's funny, yeah. He, he finds it funny that the prank is on him. But uh, yeah, so it's it's clearly Krusty, which is a great doorbell yeah. for Krusty, I think. Um, yeah, the prank doorbell. But yeah, so he's giving away a trampoline. He says, um, I'm phasing out the tumbling for more dirty limericks. There was a, a young man from Enos. Yeah. Uh, what do you think the second line is there, Tim? I think it might be something to do with bums. What do you think? He has to give me more time to think of uh, something that rhymes with Enos. But the reveal of the uh, trampoline is nice, isn't it? Because um, yeah. we see Bart in his bedroom and then Homer sort of leaping outside his window. Yeah, lovely. <laughs> Going, hey, Bart. There's some really good direction in this episode. There's some fantastic there shots, direction. Yeah. You know, really interesting animation, sort of shot choices. Very, very, really nicely done. Directed by Bob Anderson, I should have said, and written by George Mayer. Sorry. Yeah, well, that, well that done, Bob. Yeah. If you're listening. Good work, Bob. <laughs> Almost certainly not. <laughs> Lisa says a great line. She, Lisa's got some good lines in this episode. It's been a while since she has, but she says this one gesture almost makes out up for years of shaky fathering. Oh, yeah. Which I like. It's, um, uh, it's not like Lisa to be so instantly enamoured with something so no, kind of just true. visceral like yeah. a trampoline. It's, you would think yeah. she would stand back and say, mm, where did you get this from? Is it is it safe? But it's Marge. Well, that's Marge's role, isn't it? Yeah. And Homer (laughs) says to Marge, because she's she's like, are you sure it's safe? And he's like, Marge, this will double the value of our house. Yeah, (laughs) Um, that's a good line. It's a great line. Um, 
and he says I've got big plans and that's when he imagines Homerland Homerland is fantastic yeah I love it because <laughs> we go back to those mattresses so he's fantasising about the mattresses isn't he in yeah the... Fort Adventure yeah Fort Adventure which is a load of soiled mattresses um, like <laughs> yeah. sort of peaked together kind of leaning on each other uh, yeah. and Milhouse comes out of Vaughn and says it, it smells funny in there and I love it the way Homer goes no it doesn't <laughs> it's such a great line <laughs> either when he goes no it doesn't either that means he doesn't agree that it smells funny in there or he just likes the smell which is both are quite quite disturbing I, I well there's a third option which I think is his unimaginative way of countering oh, yeah, uh, genuine okay. criticism because yes. it reminds me <laughs> It's much later, but Alan Partridge does that a lot, doesn't he? He says things like, people say my book was rubbish, but they're wrong. It's not. Yeah, it's like people say, if people say that's racist, it's, it's not, is it? No. <laughs> that's the end of that. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Yeah, it's all of those. It's, it's beautiful ambiguity between, it's just yeah. a brilliant line, isn't it? I like that he's trying to charge $50, basically, for all this secondhand shit he's too accrued. much, isn't it, yeah. Um, Marksville, USA is also in there where he's just created a puddle of mud and got them sort of kicking around in it. But everyone starts to get injured, don't they? Everyone starts to get injured on the trampoline. Um, And then... Wendell. Wendell gets a particularly bad injury. I think he breaks his arm, yeah. But there's a... Like I say, the great direction. There's a really good direction with Otto jumping and you see it sort of bird's eye view and Mm. then he jumps and mist lands on the edge of the trampoline. Yeah. Yeah. On his back, like you know, he just sort of doubles over on his back. This is just painful to watch. And, <laughs> and I really, really like because um, this is a callback in a way to Bart getting stuck down the well, where um, Homer Homer says, "Don't worry, I'll take care of this." People getting injured and stuff. And yeah. in that episode, you see him sort of casually uh, putting up a sign that says "Caution Well." <laughs> that's that's his way of dealing with it, and here his way of dealing with it is just this little sign that says caution. <laughs> Which he's is not... still going to take the money, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. So that therefore, you know, it's not like a disclaimer. <laughs> it just says caution for <laughs> whatever happens Doesn't, to you. Not even like, specific about you may get yeah, hurt. We're not liable. Yeah. And I just love the fact that he's the, the animation on him and the way he's just doing it in such a <laughs> sort of bored way. Yeah, yeah. It's a tiny sign. But, um, and then we get the reference to Gone with the Wind with the, all the kids injured. Uh, it's a nice bit of direction, that. Yeah, just to sort of pan across the, the carnage. His, his attempt to... So he's, he's nagged by Marge. This is key. Marge is, has always been against this, even before he went to get it. So he, he ends up trying to return it to Krusty, which doesn't end well, because <laughs> Krusty's got a double-barrel shotgun. Just yeah. drive on, he says. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, you just keep right on driving. It is hard to dispose could... of a trampoline, though. It is. I've tried myself, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. well, we yeah. had one when my kids were really small, and then it's quite a sad day when you when you look out yeah, and you, you go, no one's, used, no one's used a trampoline for a year, and then you I sort know. of have to dismantle it. It's quite a, it's a really sad day, isn't it? All the leaves have gathered on its surface, yeah. yeah. It's like the, um, <laughs> the sort of the end of childhood, Tim, isn't it? It is. It's poignant. But anyway, anyway yeah. <laughs> I'll put some music in there. Um, <laughs> yeah. Then he, there's a nice Warner Brothers skit, isn't there, where he takes it to Springfield Gorge. That's amazing. This is beautifully animated again. Well, it's a great idea, isn't it? Because if you chuck something over, it's a brilliant idea that the trampoline would bounce back. He says, that's the last I'll see of Mr. Trampoline, which, of mm. course, is um, deep dramatic irony because it yes. not only bounces back but drives him into the overhanging rock. Oh, and a lovely line. I know you like this line where it's, you see it 
fade to to night time and he's still stuck yeah. in the in the rock with the trampoline on his head yeah. and he says i'm thirsty <laughs> <laughs> i just love the idea that um that he he's just waited there yeah. he just hasn't done anything he's yeah. just hoped that something will happen that, that, that gets something him out. will happen so he he decides to take a buzzsaw to the trampoline to get rid of it which is Bad, badly backfires for him. <laughs> yeah, really dangerously. But Bart comes up with a brilliant answer, which is so just put a bike lock on it, and he says, "You'll see." And then they turn around. Snake's sort of still trying to get it off, but basically, the moment you put a bike lock on something, someone's going to steal it. Yeah, that's amazing because you can do that with anything now, can't you? But you don't even need to put bike locks yeah. on it. You know, you can get <laughs> rid of any old junk if you put it out on the streets. Um, <laughs> my friend said he had. Um, like a really shitty old sideboard or something, and a couple of crap mm. chairs. <laughs> and yeah. he just went, oh, I can't be bothered taking to the dump. And he put them out in front of his house, and the fucking scavengers kind of uh, emerged <laughs> and just sort of swept them away really quickly. <laughs> like golem-like creatures with yeah, grey yeah, translucent exactly, skin. Yeah, just, yeah. yeah crawling, crawling out and saying, ah, there's sideboard and chairs. And they just sort of dragged them back to their lairs. <laughs> It's fantastic, yeah. yeah. That's it's good thinking. But um, at night, they hear some sort of some teenagers going, "Where's the trampoline gone? Oh, let's just jump on their car instead." And you hear them sort of crashing around on Homer's yeah. car. Yeah, they call him Old Man Simpson, don't they? <laughs> so Homer's looking at Marge, going, "Okay, so the trampoline was a bad idea." But he says, "If it were just down to you, it would just be work and church," which is a bit of a cruel thing to say to Marge, I think. Well, he's gaslighting um, her, isn't he? Yeah, he is. I think yeah, I think exactly. basically this episode is his is incited by him gaslighting Marge for yeah. for nagging because nagging is uh, a way of a way of gaslighting, isn't it? Accusing someone of nagging, I guess, in some ways. Yeah. If you leave absolutely. your underpants on the floor every single day, and your partner mm. goes, "Can you stop leaving your underpants on the floor?" That's your <laughs> fault, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> That's right. It's definitely Homer is a gaslighter. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I just want to be clear um, that I don't leave my underpants on the floor. So <laughs> not from experience. She can't. She can't name ten things that were fun that she's done though, which is a bit of a shame. Yeah. So he he kind of does back her into a corner there. I don't think I um, can either. To be honest, I've got to sympathise with her. <laughs> she asks the kids, and they they sort of flash back to loads of naggy things she's done. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of montage, yeah. including one which is my favourite, where she says, "Homer, you are not going to perform that operation yourself." <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's his heart We're... bypass, isn't it? Yeah. If you're considering some sort of self surgery, um, yeah. <laughs> and your partner warns you against it, that's. That's not negative. That's on you. It's on you. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That's just sensible advice. So, so Marge is taking this on board though. This criticism, even though it's obvious, the reason she's nagging so much is she's got a stupid husband. But um, she drives to Patty and Selma, who say, "Well, you got high blood pressure. You're headed for a nervous breakdown. What you need is Brad yeah. Goodman, definitely one of the greatest cameos, played by Albert Brooks, who yeah. um, who also did Jack. He's a great voice actor. Uh, has been on Saturday Night Live and many other things, many movies." Yeah, yeah, be- beautiful performance. Yeah, he does it so well because this could be um, a bit Marvin Monroe esque, couldn't it? it Easily, if, if yeah. you're not careful, which is mm. sort of equally kind of observant and annoying. But what he does here really well is that he gets that avuncular sort of chummy yeah. kind of. Well, the, I think he's drawn really well as well. He's, I was going to say the design, yeah, yeah, this sort of grey chunky jumper. Yeah, he's quite dumpy, sort of. 
you know, a yeah. big middle-aged spread and sort of um, you know quite a cosy type sort of fella but he's got yeah. he's got a sort of strange sort of slightly ominous earnestness about him as well that... yeah he's got these worry <laughs> lines that you feel must have come yes. from some bad living somewhere yeah, he's so brilliantly drawn and you get um <laughs> you get a great little insight when the mask slips and it, yeah. a bit later on that's just for that one wonderful moment but um absolutely he's, I know he's so gonna, well played so he, he it starts with him on TV saying uh, getting some unrehearsed testimonies from important celebrities. Mm. Um, but then he, he says, let's look at the feel bad rainbow. So what they're having fun here with is, is all the kind of self-help kind of lingo, isn't it? And, uh, uh, you know, the way that that yeah. works as an industry. It's interesting, isn't it? Because this is, this is what, mid-90s. And now here we are in 2021. And a lot of this stuff is quite... Um, standard now isn't it really the idea of absolutely yeah disorders um you know borderline personality disorder that's not mentioned here but that's kind of, that would be potentially one of those on the feel bad rainbow but it's Definitely, the way that yeah. it's try it's so trite the way that it's presented is, is um yeah some like easy solutions that you can um that seemed absolutely. to be a bit of a trend didn't it in the self-help industry at the time definitely um, yeah yeah you know the and now we're well, we understand more about mental health, but we realise that the idea of an easy solution is is um, is isn't valid. So, yeah. yeah. So culturally, we've moved on, but you we can have, see yeah. where you see where this is coming from, can't you? The place this is coming from. Oh yeah, I think it still has a valid sort of comment on on parts of it, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he he mentions depression, geriatric profanity disorder. Um, yeah. And then chronic nagging, nagging, nagging. And then uh, Patty bangs the TV because it's obviously faulty. I like that kind of bit yeah. of meta gag there. Great gag, um, yeah. yeah. because that's the thing that's getting through to Marge. She feels like she's nagging. And that's, uh, mm -hmm. that's apparently, according to Brad Goodman, mm -hmm. that's a legitimate complaint, chronic nagging. So she gets Homer to watch it, doesn't she? Watching Adjusting Your Selfostat. Uh, she sits Homer down and says, let's watch this together. And wonderfully, <laughs> we actually get Troy McClure and it's... Yeah. So it's Phil Hartman and Albert Brooks are two real. I think they're Saturday yeah. Night Live mainstays, aren't they? They're, you know that culturally yeah. is great to see them coming together and performing together. Oh, brilliant! Absolutely yeah. superb. Troy McClure from Smoke Yourself Thin, yeah. and Get yeah. Confidence, Stupid. Yes, he's done self-help videos before. And they're both. Yeah. <laughs> I like. I quite like Get Confidence, Stupid. I think I, <laughs> if I wasn't confident, it's um. It's not very sensitive, but I can see the the appeal of that. <laughs> it sort of undermines itself from from the title onwards, doesn't it? That's that's the beauty of that yeah. one, you know. It's like a self help about depression. It's called like, "Cheer up, you miserable bastard" or something. Yeah. <laughs> Homer says, "Marge, can I go outside and play instead of watching this?" <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> they don't even sort of try to hide the fact that he's. He's got like a mental age yeah. of about seven. He, he does watch it through and we see, we see some of it. We see Troy saying a few weeks ago I was a washed up actor with an alcohol problem. Oh, yeah. But, um, but Brad gave me this job and a can of fortified wine. And then he says a beautiful line, doesn't he? Ah, oh, sweet liquor eases the pain. Yeah, I use that a lot about <laughs> yeah, lots too. of things. Just having cake or something or, I don't know, a little sybaritic pleasure. I don't quite understand why he's giving him wine. No, I don't. I, I just think it's just a way of getting him on board, I think. It's yeah. just a, it's a bribe or something. It, it doesn't help his alcohol problem. <laughs> no, no. 
But he then introduces the man who puts the U in improvement, <laughs> which um, is really, really yeah. sort of painful, isn't it? I love all this. We've got to go through it. Brad says, right, I'm going to show you how you can change your life, Troy. This circle is you. Yeah. It just draws a circle. It's like you've known me all my life, says Troy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then Troy says, you've solved all... It sort of cuts forward, doesn't it? He says, you've solved all my problems while glugging alcohol on the screen. Oh, yeah. You've missed, um, <laughs> you've missed one of the best lines. We can't do it line by line. But when he yeah. him and goes, right, now, I may not have a lot of credentials. Of course, or yeah. training. Yeah. <laughs> but, but, but I'm a PhD in pain. Um, oh, he's doing the, um, the sort of air quotes, isn't he, while he's doing it? That whole idea of I don't have any credentials or training... Yeah. It's definitely taken hold, isn't it? With this concept of not trusting experts um, and um, and I think probably the internet and social media has spread everything so thinly. Um, you know, everyone's a fucking expert, aren't they? Everyone thinks they're an expert. And it's a real, that's one of the real blowbacks from, from the internet, from the democratising of opinion that's happened on the internet. And um, you can really see that sort of being foreshadowed here, I think. Well, it's part of the um, part of the Simpsons whole thing, isn't it? We've got people like Nick Riviera and yes. Lionel Hutz, Lionel and Hutz, yeah. you know, yeah, there's loads of characters who are sort of charlatans, aren't they? Got yeah. no, <laughs> a Quimby, I'd say as well. Yeah, <clears throat> but um, yeah. So Marge says, "It's opened my eyes. I'm a passive aggressive co culprit, and by nagging you when you do foolish things, I just enable your life script." So she's immediately yeah. taken on board all of the the sort of. Uh, it's yeah, interesting that a lot of these, like this has entered the lexicon as well, like enabling has entered the lexicon, hasn't it? We understand yeah. what enabling means. That's some, someone who's engaging in Absolutely. self-destructive behaviour or whatever, and you you don't do anything to speak up against it, so you're enabling it. Or... Yeah. I love that home has fallen for it as well. He goes, and that sends me into a shame spiral. But shame, again, shame, that's another word. It's just really pressing yeah. this episode. But Marge vows that from now on I'm going to quit nagging and have more fun. Hmm. And then we get a nice sort of indication of how this is going to work because obviously the first thing you're thinking is how's that going to work in the Simpsons house? And then we see mm. <laughs> we see Marge coming in in a family scenario saying, you've eaten the whole pan of brownies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, she, surely you think she would have learned by now to not, to not... She's going to make brownies or cake or any kind of confectionery. Just make sure it's not out in the open anywhere where Homer can get it. Yeah, because <laughs> he has a lot of form of just eating the entire thing, whether it's cake he or does. whatever. <laughs> yeah, so they have a, a calm chat about it, don't they, Brad Goodman style? She says, "I'm yeah. feeling annoyance and frustration, but also tolerance." <laughs> Why is she feeling tolerance though? <laughs> it's happened so many times. But the problem is that he says, "I feel validated by this," and then yeah. I'm glad we had this talk, and he walks off whistling. So he's totally got away with it. Yeah. Which is a really good foreshadow of why it's perfect. Of what happens yeah. in this episode, isn't it? You, you can't. We can't have a society work. where everyone just does what they want. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the tolerance is can only you know can only take you so far in terms of solutions to problems like that. Yeah, yeah. We we have a nice little uh, another little moment where Homer sees a surplus uh, surplus drums of mayonnaise from Desert Storm for free in the paper. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want any any surplus mayonnaise, Tim. No matter where it's come from. <laughs> I, I, you know, I want to know that my mayonnaise is as the, the origin of it is. is I, I like, I do like that passing gag because you you know that that could almost be another episode of The Simpsons. That one, couldn't it? Him going to get those. Well, it's a sugar. Do you remember the sugar episodes? Oh, that's, that's a brilliant one. Yeah, yeah. yeah I'm, that's I'm not amazing. even sure when that is. Yeah, I love that episode. Yeah, 
Yeah, he, he hoards it, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah, where he has to, where he, he again, he's sort of hoarding the sugar, and again, it's just, just anything that's free or anything yeah. that's perceived as something that's free. He just he's a complete sucker for that, isn't he? He always he loves it. In by it. Yeah, but but yeah, Marge sort of uh, jumps on that by saying that Brad Goodman's coming to town. Um, and they think they're yeah. they're cured. They say we we don't need him, but you know. And then they see Bart. Uh, look at Bart, who's sort of jumping around in the sink. There, maybe maybe Bart could do with a bit of this. So so they're going to go. And another nice meta moment because when they arrive, Homer goes into a kind of exposition mode, doesn't he? <laughs> Here oh, we yeah, are. This is the Brad Goodman self help. This lecture. is awesome. This is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, I really like this. This feels. This again feels like the show at its confident peak. It's meta, isn't it? You know, he's just saying, here we are. And I just thought I'd remind everybody, yeah, and after all, we did agree to attend a self-help seminar. It's like clunky exposition, that, like in any kind of novel or or film that has bad exposition where someone says, remember five years ago when, when that thing happened? Yeah, <laughs> you know, just to kind of um, to make sure you shoehorn it in. Or post an ad break, I think, maybe, uh, you know, just to remind yes. the viewer where they were. I like Bart's reaction, though. He says, what an odd thing to say. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so... <laughs> This this workshop's called the Inner Child Workshop. So all of this is again has been a great first act to bring us into the main point of this episode, isn't it? Bart's inner yeah. child. Yeah, we just need to get Bart into this into this meeting, don't we? Really. Yeah, and that and that's beautifully done. And we have a, a little bit of intro where Brad says, "Just shout out your problems," and Quimby mm. mentions his relationship problems. Burns mm. claims he's too nice, which yeah. is lovely. It's a good little cameo. <laughs> well, there's a better cameo from Burns later, which is I really like. Yes. Yeah. Um, Lenny interrupts Apu to say, I'm always interrupting people. It's quite a good yeah. gag. Um, but again, this is great. This is top quality Simpsons. You know, you don't get, yeah. you don't, they, they find a way to get two layers to everything. At least yeah, two exactly. layers. Where yeah. if the way that these problems are introduced is, uh, are kind of self-referential and meta as well. There's a joke underneath the joke. Absolutely. They just layer, don't they, brilliantly. And, yeah. and in the gaps between plot beats, there's always another gag. But yeah. Uh, Goodman asks them to all close your eyes and listen to your inner child. So we get Ned's. Yeah, I really like Ned's. It's sort of um, he says, little, it's like a little child version of Ned, and he says, "Stay the course, big Ned. You're doing super." I, yeah. I quite like that inner child. <laughs> I'd love that. Yeah, just whatever I'm doing. Him. Yeah, there's just a little voice that says, "Keep going. It's all right. You're doing well." <laughs> Whereas Homer's is uh, food goes in here. <laughs> <laughs> It sure does, he says. That's it. That's all he's got. <laughs> he has no reference to any sort of uh, supportive vo- inner yeah. voice. But um, I love the rage work he does on Skinner, don't you? This dummy is your mother. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's fantastic. That is really good. Because there's... there's um, I recently I watched something recently about all the trend for... Uh, in the, I think it was the 70s of for this kind of thing, for expression, for self-expression, saying like we're all re- we've got too much repressed um anger and things and let's if we just get it out <laughs> and yeah. like sort of primal <laughs> screen therapy I suppose, but there's lots of other there was a whole industry yeah. that jumped that leapt up around this. Um yeah. lots of different yeah. versions. And it's just about kind of setting up therapy scenarios where you get somebody just raging at somebody else and letting it out. Mm. Uh and of course, the problem with that is, as, as as this episode hints at, the problem with that is you cannot just have everybody doing that all the time. And so, um, and 
when you give somebody the opportunity to do that, what happens here with Skinner is that he just goes immediately right over the top. There's a little build up because he starts yeah, with quite yeah, calm. Yeah. I'm I'm annoyed with you, mother. It's yeah. quite calm at the start. But then it goes naught to sixty, and he starts <laughs> beating it and ripping at it with his teeth. This dummy of his mother, <laughs> this impassive dummy, <laughs> and yeah. he just then and then um, and so and he says, "I'm a grown man now, and I can run my own life." And um, you just I have to, you have to question the validity of that kind of therapy because yeah. It's just venting, isn't it? It's just venting yeah. rather than addressing, yeah, yeah, addressing the root causes of the issues or what the kind of issues, problems of the relationship might be. It's just mm. him like shouting and ranting and raving about it. Yeah, as you say, ripping him with his teeth, which is yeah. just, just barbaric. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure it's helping him, really. He has to go and sit back next to his mother afterwards. As well. That's a great moment, yeah. And he says, we're still going antiquing on Saturday, right, mother? And she looks a bit annoyed. <laughs> but I love the way they introduce Bart, because so Goodman says, as soon as you're not a human being, you're a human doing. That's a great line, uh, yeah. Yeah, and then he says, so what's next? And we hear Bart go, a human going. Yeah, great gag. <laughs> Great, great punchline. I don't really understand. He says, as soon as you're not a human being, you're a human doing. Isn't that all right? Isn't that a good thing, then? I think it's meant to be the other way around, isn't it? You're supposed to yeah. Be, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's completely got it wrong, Brad. Yeah, well, that's what's so good about the character. That's why he's so well written. That it's all twaddle, isn't it? It's all just sort of... Um... <laughs> it's just totally meaningless. But Bart's great because he calls him up to the stage, yeah, uh, and he's trying to run with this <laughs> Goodman, isn't he? He's going, oh, you know, you wanted to express yourself, you know. It's never a good idea, this is it, Tim. <laughs> it's never a good idea when to, to to sort of improvise like this and get somebody up on stage, a real person, because you can't control the outcome. But he, he starts by saying, this, you know, um, you know, why why are you doing this? And Bart's like, I, I do what I feel like, and he's going, yeah. no, this is great. This is this is the inner child I've been talking about, and I love the cut to Lisa going, what. You know, she's what? She's, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Lisa's great sort of point of view for for how you know how to see this objectively, isn't she? And uh, they yeah. use her brilliantly in this episode, I think. So yeah, he's he's the inner child now. This is setting off the the, the kind of uh, the main part of this episode. But he's so well written. You're right about Alan Partridge when they say he says. Um, uh, so you've never read any of my books, have you? And Bart says, "Earth to boring guy," uh, and everyone's <laughs> laughing. And then Brankerman says. I, I get that means no. Huh? I, I'm not so old-fashioned, he says. So he's getting passive-aggressive straight away. And then um, then he says, your parents have done a fantastic job. And, and he gets Homer and Marge up on stage. Like he's hasn't Another big mistake, enough. yeah. Another big mistake, yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> Homer's got two toffee apples. He's got yeah. one in each hand. <laughs> he yeah. says, and Bugham was like, look, this is incredible. Here we have a man with an obvious eating disorder and... A woman with a, a strange hairstyle that's only yeah. worn for shock value. Yeah. So he's insulting them both immediately. <laughs> like it's just like he's supposed to be this kind of in touch with touchy feely things, but he immediately insults them, like shaming Homer's eating. Yeah. I love that he spots it straight away, though. I mean, that is how obvious <clears throat> Homer's eating disorder is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, but I like that yeah. he says I managed to raise an emotionally healthy son, and yeah. um, brilliantly. <laughs> he says we can all learn a lot from this young man this and Bart says Rodiger <laughs> which is such a great choice 
<laughs> it's such a great, uh, completely implausible <laughs> thing that they, a blue-collar couple like Marge and Homer would have called their son Rodiger. <laughs> oh, I love that Bart's got the presence of mind to just keep going with the piss take. It's wonderful, it? yeah. Yeah. And now here we get here we get Brad Goodman's mask slipping when yeah. uh, he says, well, if we can all be more like little Rodiger, uh, and Marge says his name is Bart. And Bart Goodman goes, his name isn't important. <laughs> he really flares up, yeah. And then he pulls it back. He says, uh, what is important is that this boy has fully developed ego integrity and well-defined boundaries and, and goes yeah. back into his self-help speech his spiel, to, yeah. yeah. He gets them all to start chanting, be like the boy. And this is the showman in, in, yeah. uh, in his uh, Brad Goodman, isn't it? He goes, just the ladies, be like the boy. <laughs> Yes. Senior citizens at the back who can't hear properly. We like Roy. We like Roy. <laughs> I still only put the senior citizens at the front as well. And the, yeah, know. exactly. Yeah, it's even harder for them to hear. Yeah. But Lisa, again, is the voice of reason. This is madness. He's just peddling a bunch of easy answers. So it's nice we've got her steer on it. Yeah, and, she's uh, the chorus, isn't she? She is the chorus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the Greek and, chorus. yeah, she just basically comments and... She's the voice of reason. So all of Springfield's touched by this. We cut to Kent Brockman on My Two Cents. <laughs> He's great, yeah. isn't he? He's like, people are finally expressing their feelings with no holding back. <laughs> you, get to see, you get to see cans of whipped cream. <laughs> just like sprays them into his open mouth. And he's got that brilliant thing that they do so well, where they have the character's eyes and the pupils just go... One, one people goes one way and one people goes the other way. So they just look slightly <laughs> off kilter. <laughs> yeah, and he says uh, it's about fucking time, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Obviously, they beep it out, but it's quite clear what swear word he's using there. <laughs> it's a shame that they don't leave it in. That would be brilliant. Yeah. Um, cut to Bart watching it, saying, "Lisa, today I am a god." <laughs> <laughs> and then, and there's a nice transition because we we cut to church where the um, where the sign says, "Be like unto the boy." <laughs> yeah. So that now they start to ramp up this idea that yeah. um, that Bart's sort of total unfiltered um yeah his know, life philosophy to, approach yeah. to life yeah is is to be co-opted by everybody else and um, yeah. and so everyone <laughs> jumps on the bandwagon and starts to yeah. try it try to kind of um try to sort of hijack it really don't they yeah exactly revel and lovejoy as a go at playing ragtime on the church organ <clears throat> which is just yeah. painful for everyone <laughs> you see bart groaning at that um <laughs> God, yeah. Everyone in the school, uh, in the school classroom, gives sort of flippant, funny answers. Yeah, uh, yeah. Miss, Mrs. Crabapple's fine with it. Suddenly, she's yeah. okay with that. So Bart's no longer the Joker in class. He's no longer the um, the maverick sort of, uh, you know, yeah. bad boy because everybody is. They're all spitting over the overpass. Yeah. Yeah. So he, yeah. he gets depressed. Actually, it causes depression in the boy. Mm. <laughs> Which is explained beautifully by Lisa, who says, in the absence of a repressive milieu, your societal yeah. niche has been co-opted. <laughs> Incredible, yeah, that's so good. <laughs> in the absence great. of a repressive milieu, your societal niche has been co-opted. That's exactly what's going on here, isn't it? <laughs> it is, yeah. Because there's no repressive You've... milieu. There's no, there's no sense that people are filtering themselves or, or um, you know, yeah. not, not thinking twice about things. They're just doing everything they feel whenever they feel like it. So yeah. his niche in society, his his um his whole reason for yeah. existence, as far as he would imagine, is everyone's doing that. So it's mm. kind of that thing that's when everyone's 
If everyone's bad, nobody is. <laughs> yeah, but what's genius about this episode is that Brad Goodman set himself up as releasing the inner child, but it's the child Lisa who has the is on the ball with what's really going on, you know, and she uses properly academic language to express it, whereas Brad Goodman, with his lack of training and credentials, <laughs> it's it's just beautifully sort of. I think that moment where Lisa brilliantly and articulately, you know, tells us what's going on is is at the heart of what's great about this episode, don't you? Yeah, and I think it's what it's the heart of what's great about the show itself, really. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it sort of mm-hmm. borrows right down to that, doesn't it? That you that it's um, it's getting lots of these ideas through. In a kind of Trojan horse of yeah. cartoonish, sort of you know pop cultural, which is often the, the best way to get to get your ideas across, you know. And I think it's I think it's brilliant the way that um, they use Lisa. They often use Lisa as the chorus as the voice of reason, but here she's um, she's a little bit more almost. She's more she she's more like the writers uh, mm. um, expressing. You know, they're satirising the idea of a self-help guru, but this is the writers saying that there is a serious point here. You know, it's um, yeah, it's so well presented and so well kind of smuggled. And in. she's she's such she's like consistently the right character to do it. They they built Lisa up throughout the seasons as as a character who yeah. can do that credibly. So yeah, it's, no, totally, it's great. Yeah. yeah, she says you've fallen through the cracks of our quick fit society. Um, she says of our quick fix one hour photo instant oatmeal. Society, yeah. Oh, yeah. What what I would give for that society now, Tim. You know, <laughs> yeah. just like one hour photo, like get things yeah. done in an hour. Now we live in yeah. an instant society, don't we? You know, yeah. Everything is instant, and um, just, just everyone's like I was saying before. Everyone is, everyone's a critic, mm. a joker. Yeah. Uh, everything is instant. Yeah. There's there's, there's yeah. no gaps. There's no give in anything, is there? And you can really feel. You, this episode is so prescient, isn't it? You can really feel this episode is speaking Absolutely. to the future. Yeah. It reminds me there's an episode at, at some point in the future where Mo shows Homer a flash fryer that can flash fry a buffalo in five minutes. And Homer yeah, says, yeah. I want it now. Yeah, I want it now, yeah. That's exactly <laughs> how I feel. But it's how I feel now. I mean, everyone's been trained, haven't they, William? Um, I hate the term, but like binging sort of series. Yeah, yeah. The, there's, no, there's no delayed gratification. Like delayed gratification... Um, sort of teenage generation at the moment. The teenage generation don't really get what delayed gratification even is. No, the idea no. that you would wait for something and that would the anticipation would be part of the pleasure. It's like yeah. that's sort of slowly <laughs> being evolved away culturally, isn't it? And so now, and I felt it yeah. the other day when I thought, I think it was Succession, the news of Succession, and oh, yeah. um, I was like, well, why haven't I got all the episodes? I've only got one episode. I want to watch them when I feel like it. This, as you say, very prescient episode. This one, but um, her her actually good suggestion to Bart is create a new identity, which is quite a good, quite a good a bit of advice. But it goes unheeded. Um, yeah. Brock, Brockman announces the first annual Do What You Feel festival. Yeah, whenever you feel like showing up, he says. Well, the great thing about that is it's such a meta problem, that isn't it? Because if yeah. you announced, <laughs> if you had to do What You Feel festival, then we see that later that people that there is a problem with that, but. Whenever yeah. you feel like showing up is great because ultimately the ideal do what you feel festival wouldn't exist, would it? Because no one would yeah, turn that's up because right. <laughs> you wouldn't bother. And this is the third act because it's it's taken to its logical conclusion, isn't it? So we see the car parks in chaos as people are just parking when they feel like it. 
Um, <laughs> Patty and Selma go by naked on an elephant. <laughs> I, I love the way Homer dresses. He says, I finally get to dress like how I want. He's some sort of tramp, isn't it? With sort of like furry slippers and a monk's yeah. robe, I think. <laughs> yeah. It's a hippie spirit, isn't it? I suppose it's the yeah. hippie thing. It's a satire of the whole idea of... I mean, it all started mm. with that kind of culture, didn't it? A counterculture. And yeah. um, the counterculture itself slowly becomes co-opted. And then, yeah. Um, yeah, and you sort of see the gaps. But here, it's just, um, yeah, it's all about unfiltered. And when we see this great cameo from Burns and Smithers, yeah. where um, <laughs> Burns, just so beautifully animated, where they've both got ice yeah. creams. And, um, yeah, and Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, Hawaiian shirts. Yeah, and, and Burns is sort of. Uh, I think Smithers is speaking first, and you just see Burns licking the ice cream, like um, like a sort of an alien, you know, who's um, never encountered this thing before, and he's never encountered licking anything before, almost. Like <laughs> it's like the idea of taking some sort of sensual sort of pleasure from such a thing seems to be completely alien to him, doesn't it? And he says. <laughs> I'm really, I'm really enjoying this so-called iced cream and sort of has another sort of tentative kind of lick at it and decides again that, yes, it is quite pleasurable. I like to say that, that idea is so well rendered with the animation. Yeah. Smithers has a go admitting that he loves Burns, but it, it doesn't quite pull it off, does he? Oh, God, yeah, we mentioned this last episode, didn't we, that ultimately what we have here is an unrequited love story that... Yeah. That, um, that he can't express, and so he has to keep dropping in these little yeah. hints that he's he's gay. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, as a as a stepping stone, I suppose, charitably towards um as we said towards him perhaps confessing everything to Mister yeah. Burns. But he does that, he doesn't, doesn't he? He does confess that at some point, whether it yeah. into the escape capsule. Yeah, uh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Thanks for ruining my it's last moment. It's not canonist. Yeah. No. <laughs> um. Bart gets hit by Skinner with a slingshot. <laughs> Eat my shorts, young man. <laughs> <laughs> Quimby opens by showcasing a young lady who says he's sleeping with who isn't my wife. They use um, James Brown as a guest star here to sing I Feel Good, which works oh, yeah. for the theme. Yeah. Brilliant cameo. Sorry, and I love the line. He gets a fabulous line, doesn't he? I think I read that they like they really got into giving celebrities sort of lines that... Um, would found would sound funny coming out of their mouths, right? And James Brown does a fabulous appearance, sings "I Feel Good," and yeah. then because nobody felt like riveting the bandstand together or something, it collapses. <laughs> yeah. And he says, "Hey, wait a minute, hold on here. This bandstand wasn't double bolted." And then um, it's such a brilliant line to give to James yeah. Brown. It's <laughs> a specific engineering issue. <laughs> to the yeah, Godfather that's... of Soul. <laughs> Someone's fashioned the Jebediah Springfield statue to be holding, giving the finger to the crowd oh, yeah, in the background yeah. of that, which is quite nice. Yeah, I hate all this, Tim. I hate it. It's just horrible on so many levels. Like, to imagine they're trying to live in a society like this. <laughs> but because there's no, there's no sense of transgression as a pleasure or no sense of um, stepping outside of the lines uh, occasionally in a kind of, you know, benign sort of way. You can't indulge because everything is indulgence. It's just, it's awful. <laughs> well, Marge, Marge returns as the voice of reason, saying, I don't want to judge the rightness of your ego orientation, but my inner <laughs> critic says 
you should have done your job. <laughs> um, <laughs> which is a beautiful That's return fabulous. to character, isn't it? Yeah. Um, yeah, and it's like I don't feel like being blamed, and you know? I feel that you should shut up. And suddenly, yeah. suddenly, it society off, collapses. Yeah. Fantastic. I always remember Ned saying, "Let's not should this fella to death." Well, the point is of social responsibility, isn't it? The point is, the point they're making, I guess, is social responsibility is what holds everything together. If everyone just wandered around going, "Oh, I feel like you know doing this," I'm doing so, I'm going to do it, then it'd just be, it'd just be a nightmare, wouldn't it, to try and live? It would, as we can see, yeah, yeah. Well, because. Because Willie hasn't filed the Ferris wheel properly, so that crashes mm. into the zoo, releasing all the animals. Everyone starts fighting. And Marge, Marge ends up saying, if only I'd nagged more, <laughs> which is great. I love, I love that. Cause <laughs> <laughs> it's the exact opposite of where we started. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and Lovejoy yeah. says, he says, uh, we've made a false idol of this Brad Goodman. We see a brilliant gold statue of, of, of Goodman, don't we? Yeah, literally made an idol of him, yeah. Scantily clad girls clinging to it, throwing flowers into the crowd. <laughs> <laughs> it's a proper false idol, that is. I just love the fact that it's a satire of the self-help movement and um, this whole idea. But really lean into it, don't they? They don't. Yeah, um, they do. You know, that's what makes it so good. It's so extended. The idea that you would create a huge kind of golden statue of him and think he's the answer to all our problems. Brilliant. Uh, Apu suggests that they blame the boy for starting it all, which is <laughs> classic. Uncharitable. So, yeah. But Homer's on a on a float that says free as a bird, and he says, boy, you know, jump in here. So <laughs> he jumps in, and they, he shouts, so long, suckers, but it doesn't reach very big speed, does it? It's sort of slowly... <laughs> As Skinner yeah. says, they're very slowly getting away. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. Uh, yeah, they're heading for the old mill. And then um, he says, he says, no, we're not. And then someone goes, oh, let's go there anyway and get some cider. Yeah, <laughs> we'll leave to get some cider. <laughs> Mo says that. He says the, the line where the lesson was that... Um, oh, oh, yeah, so uh, we get all of them at the end. We get um, Homer saying... They're sat on the sofa, and I think this is the right ending, isn't it? Because it's been a self-help episode. It's like, yeah, what yeah, is the yeah, lesson? Yeah. So Homer is, if only Bart had been a better role model. Yeah. And Marge is like, no, no, no. The lesson is self-improvement fair, yeah. is better left to people who live in big cities. No. Let's try again. Lisa says, self-improvement can be achieved, but not with a quick fix, but with a yeah. long and arduous journey of personal self-discovery. Perfect. That's exactly correct. So Homer, Homer takes from that, that's what I've been saying. We're all fine the way we are. <laughs> and then he just reverts back to his watching some like kind of mediocre television, doesn't he? Like a sort McGonagall. Of... I love the premise. It's a policeman who solves crimes in his spare time. <laughs> <laughs> what does he do a... in his actual working life? <laughs> and then... Lovely last line, R. McGonagall eases the pain. I'm going to be controversial, I think. I'm going to give this episode a 10, Tim. Because um, I think um, I think I'm going to go with my heart and give it a 10. Because I think it's one of those that I'd like to have, that I'd like to always come back to. It doesn't really stack up structurally in terms of like clever B-plots and, and themes and stuff. But it really holds on. Like I say, it leans into this idea of, of self-help and satirises that. But also, you know, speaks about... The human condition is a sort of wider thing about how we how we live together and how we you know how we socialize and how we set all of that up and um it's 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 just i can't really think of anything that um 
does this so well. Like, it does that so well in like twenty minutes, isn't it? It's just yeah, such it's a joy. incredible. Yeah. I mean, I I've got to agree with you. I'm going to give it a ten. I I had that nostalgic value for it. I wanted to. I kept thinking to myself, it's a nine point five. There's a few flaws. Yeah, yeah. But when but when you when you think of the whole effect of it, you realise what a work of genius it is. Really, of of kind of making those points, but in a funny way but also in a really quite profound way and not going against type. All the characters play to their types, don't they? Um, there's nothing unconvincing about it. Yeah. It's just, yeah, it's got a sort of perfection in the wholeness, even though if you break it down, there are some flaws. So I'm afraid I've got to give it a 10 as well. I know you're disappointed that I've given so many 10s, but... No, I think it's... I just think this is one of those episodes because, like I say, we're not kind of... Um, our opinions aren't canon, are they? As much as we, you know... But it's, this is all about us, our, our love for the show. And so um, follow your heart and following my heart. If it, Ideally, you know, you've got a mix of your heart and your head is telling you why it's so well-structured and beautifully done and, you know, why it's pretty much objectively a 10 almost. But um, this to me is a real subjective 10. So sadly, it's time for us to end this 40-odd minutes of chat about an old episode of The Simpsons Um which has no doubt been the highlight of your appalling week. So join us next week when we'll talk about Season 5, Episode 8, which is called Boy Scouts in the Hood. hood. Email us at stayathomeapod (laughs) at gmail.com. Tweet us at stayathomeapod. Go to Apple Podcasts and leave a five-star review. Again, Tim, literally nobody has bothered. It's um, it's dispiriting. I'm holding out hope. So it's a slap yeah. in the face, I think. Yeah. Shall we knock on the head? Shall we leave it? No, no, let's carry on. Um, okay. I think we should shame them in a shame spiral, force <laughs> them into a shame spiral that will uh, eventually end up. Uh, well, let's see how I feel next week if I feel like doing one. Whoever you are, we hope you're well, and wherever you are, we hope you're safe. See you next time. See you next time.